Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to The Unhidden Message. This is a continuation talking about World War III, Russia, and Ukraine. This time, I'll be speaking on what should every Christian be doing in these prophetic times. This is a part two of this. This is a recording from my YouTube uh, page. Um, I will be putting a video out eventually if Facebook, or not Facebook, YouTube allows me. And, uh, but in the midst of that, I have recorded it for you guys on my podcast. So this is a very important message and I pray it encourages you, but also share it and subscribe to this podcast. God bless. Hey, what's up everybody. Thanks for tuning in, uh, to this particular important message that I did, um, Part one, if you haven't listened to part one of this broadcast, I pray that you go back and listen to it. And the title of this is same thing, uh, World War Three, Russian Ukraine War. But what should Chris, what should every Christian be doing in these prophetic times? So this is a part two of that. And I'm going to go more in depth of what every Christian should be doing and expecting in these prophetic times. Um, and before I get started i mean it's it's important to see what's going on knowing that it's not only is it going to affect it's affecting the people in russia and ukraine especially ukraine right now but this is all going to lead to affecting all of us and i really want to get into why and how of that as an introduction before i get into some points about what every christian should be doing in these prophetic times and you might say well roderick how is this going to affect me well you gotta understand that russia and ukraine and just the tipping point of uh, everything that's going to occur. Now, Israel, you got to look at Israel. And I feel in my spirit, and according to the Bible, I'm getting to some verses, but it's going to, it's going to st- start it in Russia, Ukraine, but it's not going to end there. It's just the beginning. It's just the tipping point of everything. And it's going to lead down to Russia, I mean, to Israel. And Israel's going to get in a war themselves or some type of war with maybe Iran or Hezbollah. Hamas, I don't know, and that's going to spill out, then my, my China might get into war with Taiwan and everything, and and all this is going to lead up, like I talked about in part one, to a war, in which it, um, you read Revelation chapter uh, 9, so maybe, it's, maybe call it Six Trumpet, Six Trumpet War, World War Three, whatever you want to call it, but these things uh, has to occur because why? In order for a, a one world government to come into pack, come to fruition and also a peace <laughs> comes, you have to have chaos. I mean, it has to be, you can't, you know, sign a peace treaty, which is going to occur, or that Antichrist is going to confirm for seven years. I'm going to read out of Daniel chapter nine real fast because you might say, what, what, what is that peace treaty? I mean, you might not know anything about Bible prophecy, but it's perfectly fine. But what's going to happen is uh, it's going to it's going to get so bad <clears throat> war wise that people in the world uh, is going to cry for peace. And if you read um, Revelation chapter nine, it talks about this It's going to be so bad that, I mean, one third of the planet is going to perish from this from this war. Now, in World War Two, like 75 to 80 million people died. Just think about this. Two billion uh, people uh, is going to perish from this particular war. And that's going to cry out for peace and safety like never before. And this is always going to be surrounded uh, as well by Israel, because that is the main hub of 
Bible prophecy and all those things. And basically, um, the Antichrist, <clears throat> he's not going to be called Antichrist or anything like that, but he's going to be, he's going to come out of the shadows and he's going to confirm a covenant with many uh, with that. And I'm going to read that out of Daniel chapter nine. Um, but also you might be thinking like maybe it's going to die down, which I pray. I mean, hopefully it, it will die down, but this is, <laughs> this is, this is the beginning. This is the temple point. There's a seed already in the ground. The cat is out the bag um, regarding this. And uh, what President Biden is doing right now with uh, the sanctions on Putin and all those things, like he already knew, President Putin already knew all these things was going to occur prior to him even invading Iran. China is backing Russia financially. I repeat, China is backing Russia financially on that. So when they went to, into Ukraine, they already knew the sanctions, all these things was going to occur. It doesn't affect them because uh, they're backed by China. And that is the case right there. And China's sitting back like, well, if they can invade um, Ukraine, then we can possibly invade Taiwan. Uh, so you just see where this can lead uh, regarding everything and and how eventually it's going to affect us. Even, you know, if you live in the United States or the West uh, in general, that you sit back and it's like, oh, we're at peace and things like that. But uh, like I said, it can spill out and grow, not just from where it's happening now, but it can happen everywhere suddenly. But that's why <clears throat> I did this part two on there's good news because this is an urgent time um, to get the gospel out of Jesus Christ, um, especially <laughs> never, like never before right now. But I'm going to read out of Daniel chapter nine because it's very important to know that what's going to occur, what's going to happen in the scripture about after all this ends like this particular war that's going to stir up eventually whether this could be a year take a year two years three years six months where this is all going to lead so daniel chapter 9 if you have your bible daniel chapter 9 verse 27 and it says this uh then he shall then he shall who is the he the antichrist confirm a covenant with many many nations for one week but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to a sacrifice and offering and on the wing of abominations shall he be made shall be one who makes desolate for um even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate so real fast just to paraphrase this um the covenant with many for one week is seven years now you have to you know have to study bible you, you know studying bible prophecies one week is not monday through sunday but one week is seven years. In the midst of that, he said in the midst of that week, in the middle of that week, if you divide that three and a half years in, he's going to basically break that peace treaty. And if you read in 2 Thessalonians, Apostle Paul talks about this where an abomination and desolation happens when the Antichrist comes in, the third temple is going to be already built on the Temple Mount in Israel. It's going to happen. And the Antichrist is going to walk in there and sit down and declare himself as God. Um, and that's when everybody in Israel, Judea, they talked about that. Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, about they have to flee. Don't take anything with you. All that. Um, and you just flee. To, and I believe that a lot of people study Bible prophecy knowing that it's going to go to, they're going to go to Jordan, Petra area, um, the hideout. Um, but at the end of the day, what's going to happen is a peace treaty is going to be signed. The world's going to be crying out for peace. And that's what exactly is going to happen at the end of this war as a whole. Uh, 
and the seven years going to start and this will lead to a one world government like i told you in part one one world leader one world monetary money system which is going to be a digital currency that's why you're seeing everything going digital and no more money is going to happen and even when it does go digital you might say well a lot of people i'm rich in crypto and you know you know all these different things that already they have out digitally but the federal reserve is going to come out with their own digital currency and if you don't bow down to their digital currency your money don't mean nothing so just want to inform you about that um but the main thing right now is for you to understand that uh time is running out and what should a christian do in these prophetic times that is the question what should a christian do in these prophetic times i wanted to let you know that one thing you gotta know that you cannot be afraid to die if you're a christian listen to me you're afraid to die i pray at the end of this message that the fear of death leaves you because fear is a spirit and if you have given your life to christ if you're born again saved filled with the holy spirit you should be knowing that to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord I repeat, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And when you die, and when you die, when you gave your life to Christ, your old life has died. It's, it's dead. <laughs> and you are a new life in Christ. Christ lives in you, the hope of glory. So it's nothing to you to, for you to be afraid about. Um, but as you, you say, I am afraid to die. And that might be because you don't know where you're going. But there's good news that at the end of this, I'm going to give a call for you to know and have that reassurance in your heart that i will go to heaven and as well as anybody else that happens to run in their life to jesus as well because this is important that you tune in in this for a reason and you want to know what the heck is going on <laughs> with everything i'm afraid a little bit i mean <laughs> what about my kids what about the money i have saved up in my bank account and all these things and you got to know that the only hope for you and the only hope for this world is jesus and you got to put your faith and trust in Jesus only. So what should a uh, Christian do in these prophetic times? It's not a, nothing in order, but one of the main things we all need to be doing, doesn't matter if you're in a five-fold ministry or not, is winning souls. The Bible says he who wins souls is wise. You know, so wisdom and winning souls, telling people about Jesus, you know, sharing this broadcast, sharing this message I have uh, to other people. This will go on YouTube. If it gets taken down, uh, I have it on my uh podcast and i'm recording it right now just making sure that i'm recording it uh but this is very important that you share this if it does get taken out on youtube i'm already putting it on my podcast so go to my podcast the unhidden message is the link should be in the bio whether you're listening on podcast or you're listening to on youtube and i want you to share subscribe to that and get the message out as well because they're cracking down on messages like this which is the truth and the devil does not want does not want the truth to get out so like i said one of the things that we need to be doing is winning souls uh another thing is we need to continue to live holy lives i repeat we need to continue to live holy lives and i want to read out of first peter um chapter 13 I mean, not chapter 13. It's not chapter 13, 1 Peter. <laughs> it's uh, 1 Peter, chapter 1. Wow. Verse 13. And this is important because what's going on, uh, people are, especially Christians, can fall asleep and looking at everything, but they only concern about themselves. And you got to stand that no. 
this is an opportunity for you to be a witness. Um, and for you not only be a witness, but after that, you got to continue. Some might say continue and the holy life that you're living. That's important because you want to make heaven. That's the main thing. Uh, so first Peter, verse 13. All right. So you, <clears throat> so think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the grace of salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back. Somebody said, don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know when you didn't know any better, but now you must be holy. Somebody say holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. So that's the thing that you got to understand right there that you have to continue in your holy life. It's a joy to serve the Lord. It's a joy to be holy. I mean, for myself, <laughs> uh, it has you know protected me from a lot of things. Um, just doing what the Bible says, doing what this word says and following it and obeying it and and watch how other people look at your life and see your life. And it's going to be a reflection of Jesus living through you. And they can come to Christ as well. And especially in the times that we're living in, that they look at your life and say, why are you at peace and in the midst of chaos? And that's what happened to me when I got called in the ministry through a dream. I mean, uh, real fast uh, in, in the dream, I was dropped off in a dark uh, land. Everybody was depressed. Everybody had fishing poles in their hand, but it wasn't like I, I started off in water, but the land mass was no water in sight. Everybody said, had fishing poles throwing it on the ground and a guy I ran I was running through the crowd all happy then one older man threw his fishing hook at me and caught the back of my shirt and pulled put me up pulled me up in the air pulled me around and asked me why are you so happy in the you know basically in the midst of this darkness that was going around me and I was about to say Jesus but I woke up from that dream and the Lord said I'm calling you basically interpretation of that I'm calling you to be fishers of men so this is an opportunity for everyone that's listening uh, that he's calling you to be fishers of men, um, if you're a Christian. So, and I pray that that will be you going forward. That is a sense of urgency in your spirit to live a holy life for yourself. Because whatever you are doing in the dark is going to come to light. So you got to have integrity in your spirit, knowing that I am doing the exact same thing I'm telling people to do. And I'm doing the exact same thing behind the scenes. So that's, what's another thing that every Christian should be doing in the midst of these prophetic times? Another thing you need to be doing is looking for the coming of Jesus. Stay alert and be watchful at all times. And I'm going to read out of Luke 21, um, 34 and 36. I mean, Luke 21, verse 34 through 36. I like what it says this. I don't really read too much out of the Passion, but it's kind of like expounds upon <laughs> everything. And I'm going to read this. It says, uh, be, careful for, uh, be careful that you are not allowed your hearts to grow cold. And be careful that you are not caught off guard or your hearts will be weighed down with careless drunkenness, uh, carousing, excuse me, drunkenness and the words of this life. And that that day, what day, the day of the Lord will come upon you suddenly like a trap. Don't let me come and find you drunk or living carelessly um, like everyone else. For that day will come as a shocking surprise to all. Keep a constant watch. Somebody say a constant watch. Over your soul and pray for the courage and grace to prevail over these things that are destined to occur and that you will stand before the presence of the Son of Man, Jesus, with a clear 
conscience. So that's important right now that you you stand in front of Jesus with a clear conscience that you won't be caught up in getting drunk, you know, wild parties, all these things that the Bible says. If you have been delivered for these things, this is a time that you do not go back to those things, but stay strong in the Lord and watch out for his return because Jesus is coming back. And you, it's a reward for those that's looking for his coming. And you have to be watchful because a lot of people have fallen asleep. And this is a time I pray that what's going on in Russia, Ukraine, which is sad with the people that's happened to our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, praying for them that they get to a safe location, stay strong. I pray supernatural protection over them, um, that the Lord protect them. And this will be a great opportunity for them to win so many people to Christ right now um, in the midst of chaos. So that is that. But for us, it's important to keep the team to look for the coming of Christ because Jesus is coming soon. And what's another thing? I want to read out of Mark 13. Mark 13. And this is starting at verse 32. Uh, so you got a Bible. You know, pull it out. You might be listening to me on podcast. Shout out to podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, you might be on your phone. But this is another opportunity for you to hear the word of God. Because um, it's important to have a Bible. You know, I got two <laughs> right now. It's important to have a Bible because they can shut down easily the Bible app. You know, and you don't have a Bible no more. Then. So, just letting you know. <laughs> uh, so, verse 32. So, how it says, however, Jesus said, no one knows the day or the hour when things will happen. These things will happen. What things? When the, the return of Christ, uh, talking about Israel and all these things will come to pass. Nobody knows the hour when Jesus is coming back as well. Uh, not even the angels in heaven or the Son of Man, only the Father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard. There we go. Stay alert. Watch out. The coming of the Son of Man will be illustrated by a story of a man going on a long trip. And when he left home, he gave each of his um, slaves, or some translate servants, instructions about the work they should do. And when he told the gatekeeper to watch for his return, somebody say watch for his return. And it says, you too must watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return, for even at, for the, or in the evening, or at midnight, before dawn, or daybreak. Don't let him come and find you sleeping. This is a, this is important. Don't let him come and find you sleeping. For when he arrives without warning, I say to you what I say to everyone: watch for him. Oh, keep watch. Different translations say that, and that's important. On one of the things that every Christian should be doing is keeping watch on what God uh, when Jesus is coming back, because all these signs are important towards his return. I mean, we're living in exciting times. Like I told you in part one, I believe that this is this is it. This is the generation that will see Jesus return. And Jesus said in his word that this generation that will see these things, you know, will not pass away until all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but Jesus said not one of my words will pass away. And that's some great news that you can stand on the word of God because heaven and earth will pass away before when his words will pass away. So another thing. What what Christians should be doing in these prophetic times, in these last days that we're living in, we have to stay on fire 
and have to have a sense of urgency. Again, we have to stay on fire and have a sense of urgency. Let's turn to Romans chapter 13, verse 11 through 14. Again, Romans chapter 13. And I know a lot of people have used Romans 13, you know, for the wrong reasons, misinterpreting all the things about the C word. I want to say the C word. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. The last two years, because I don't want to try to get kicked off YouTube, but you got to understand that uh, <coughs> that is not the right way to use Romans 13, obviously. Uh, and I don't want you want to get into all that. <laughs> so Romans chapter 13, verse 11. It says this. This is all the more urgent. Apostle Paul talking. This is the all the more urgent for, you know, how late it is. Time is running out. I repeat, time is running out. Wake up, for your our salvation is nearer now, somebody say now, than when we first believed. The night is almost gone, and the day of salvation will soon be here. So I just want to stop there. And it talks about removing things in your life that can prevent you from having that sense of urgency having that thing on you and the lord gave me even this particular verse right before the pandemic started in march of 2020 and i had a video about that how about the sense of urgency the times that we're living in at that time is running out and you got to have that in your spirit this keeps you on fire it keeps you uh you know your head on a swivel like you know looking like man what's going to happen like how this affected it and, and this is an opportunity like i said points back to when it's so Points back to, you know, witnessing to your friends and your family that looking at this and nervous and fear that, you know, will this spill over to America um, and everything. And uh, you just got to stand strong because you are an example for Jesus. And lastly, this is important. You have to look at everything through the, the lens of Bible prophecy. If not, you will be deceived. Before Jesus gave about his predictions on what's going to happen uh, and uh, what's going on right now, 2,000 years ago, in Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, you go back and look, look listen to that. And uh, when his disciples came to him, said, Master, tell me when these things be and when it will be the sign of your coming in the end of this age, not the end of the world, because we're, excuse me, the world is not going to end just this age. We're living in a grace age. You know, just got to know your dispensations. We're living in that grace age. This age is going to end and Jesus is going to come back in a thousand year reign. So when he was saying that, when they were saying that to Jesus, he said, well, first thing he said on every account, different accounts that Luke gave, Mark gave, Matthew gave. But the first thing he said on all those things, the exact same thing he said, beware that you are not deceived by any means. Everyone, he said, beware that you <laughs> are not deceived. So, I pray in this message that if you ain't get nothing out of anything I said, <laughs> I pray that you will not be deceived um, by any means. And how can you not be deceived? It's by looking at everything, just like you put on some glasses. And it depends on, you know, you got some Ray-Bans and, you know, different type of Ray-Bans. You put it on and it, the, your view looks different. Uh, depends on what type of glasses on. You put on the lens of Bible prophecy. And you look at this and listen to people, maybe you listen to me and or somebody up more seasoned, but 
whoever, you look at this and you listen and you look and you're like, man, you're looking at everything that's going on in the world and news through the lens of Bible prophecy. You know, you will not be deceived. You won't get caught up in the political aspect, but you will be understanding the prophetic aspect. Of what's going on but you need to know and need know these things because you will be deceived uh you know when they cry they do the war and you out there crying for peace and safety which well, i mean we all gonna be like man we need peace and safety but the real prince of peace is jesus and that's who we need to be calling out for but the world is going to be calling out for peace and safety on this earth and they're trying to preserve their lives because a lot of people are afraid to die that's the main thing at the end of the day a lot of people are afraid to die and, but that don't have to be you at the end before this um, message ends. So, I want to encourage you. <laughs> Win souls. I want to encourage you. Keep watch. Stay strong. Stay on fire. Watch for the uh, return of Jesus because he's coming back soon. But for you that's listening, your time, you might not be able to see none of this. We don't know. Everybody that's walking got a time clock over their head that you don't know when you will go. If you lay your head on a pillow tonight, where would you go? You know, where would you go? You got to ask, your, ask yourself that, you know, do I know I will go to heaven without a shower doubt? Do I have any questions or doubts in my heart? Is my life reflecting the Bible? And I'm doing if I'm uh, doing what the Bible says or I'm just hearing, you know, the Bible says be doers of the word, not just hearing only. Because why? Because you have deceived yourself. Nobody else going to deceive you. You deceiving yourself. You just reading the Bible, but you're not doing what the Bible says. But I want to tell you that this is great news. For you to surrender your life to Jesus today, the Bible says it's appointed for a man once to die and after this to judgment. So you're going to step out of your body, your earthly tent, just like if I took off this shirt and I put the shirt down that I can look and say, that's, that's the shirt I just had on. But I'm standing here, you know, I'm standing in a different um, location. So it's the same thing when you die, you step out of your earthly body and you still there. I mean, you still you see it. But but after that, it's either you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. And I'm doing all of this. To point you towards heaven, towards Jesus, and not only just for you to get to heaven, for the God to use you, because God has a assignment on your life. Time is, like I said in part one, the end is not yet. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The Bible says that Jesus said, the end is not yet. Be not troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. And that's why I want to encourage you with this message, that do not let your heart be troubled. Don't let fear try to creep in and think like, oh man, I'm going to die all of these things no this is an opportunity for you to give your life afresh to jesus if you have it or to rededicate your life fully back to christ and be 100 percent surrendered to him so that's you you said roger i need to do that because i you know i am i need to you know give everything um so if that's you i just want you to say this prayer with me just say dear heavenly father in the name of jesus i repent of my sins I surrender 100% of my life to you. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you risen from the dead, and I believe that you're coming back again for me. And just say, baptize me with your Holy Spirit and fire. And just say, right now, I surrender. And I give, you know, the fear of death, I release it off of myself. I give it to you in the name of Jesus. And just say, I am saved, I am born again, I am forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. And that's you, I want to congratulate you and say welcome to the family or welcome back to the family of the family of God, the body of Christ. It is a joy to see you come back or to give your life to Jesus the very first time.
So I just want you to be encouraged with this message. I want you to subscribe to my podcast, my YouTube page, and also share everything because I think it's important to get this out to people that's not saved, people that's unaware of what's going on and how this is all leading to Jesus' return and how all these things are not, the world's not falling apart. You know, it's coming together because Jesus is coming back real soon. And I want you that's listening to be ready. And not only that, I want you to do what God's calling you to do right now, because he said in his word to occupy until he comes. Somebody say occupy. Do exactly what God's telling you to do and watch what he does through you in these last days. And uh, stay tuned to the next one, because I don't know if I'm doing a part two, I mean, part three to this or not, but I'm, I'm continuing doing my podcast as well. And but that's it. God bless.